I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Happy Friday, kids. Um, if you are listening to this on the stream or if you listening to the podcast later on today, today being the Friday, this will be relevant to you. It does not feel like 34 degrees anymore. It feels like we're about to get wet. Um, and maybe on this program, too. I don't know. We will find out. Um, a lot to, lot to talk about. Um, just a casual observation before we get to our guest, uh, and that casual observation is that uh, the Edmonton Elks, which is uh, grammatically incorrect, it should be Edmonton Elk, but the Edmonton Elks one uh, puts a little pressure on the uh, the Stamps, uh, who host um, who? Oh, that's right, the juggernaut, which is Winnipeg, tonight in what could be a sloppy game. Uh, with Labor Day looming on the horizon, believe it or not. Labor Day looming, looming on the horizon. We're broadcasting live from Treaty 7 territory. I'm me. You are you. You know who you are. And we thank you for being here. This is an inclusive broadcast. All are welcome. We are an ally for all uh, and uh, excited about today's show. Have been excited about today's show for a while. Um, I will preface it by saying, but Rob, but Rob, I follow the social media of Barnburner, and he was just on Barnburner. Yeah, not the same conversation. Never, 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 never the same conversation. We don't even know. I, I have no clue. We may solve something today, or we may incite some sort of geopolitical uh, incident that may bring down regimes. It, it's just the way that it rolls between the two of us. Our guest is brought to you by Ski Seller Snowboard, skisellersnowboard.com. 76 years, 76 years in Calgary. There are four locations in our city which are about to open their doors because, as I said, the weather is going to change here right away. It's The powder is going to come, not, not, not in a week or two, probably not in a month or so, but it's not that far off. And good preparation, um, always, always with good information, which you can get at Ski Seller Snowboard makes for good innovation. And your season of snowboarding, skiing, or snow skating may never be better. Check them out, skisellersnowboard.com. Our next guest uh, needs no introduction, so I will give him a brief one. Uh, I have known him for uh, going on the better part of 24 years. I have followed him on a number of occasions. Uh, we have worked for the same employer, but they were petrified, quite honestly, pissed their pants about the possibility of ever putting us together because, God, that would be too much in one room. Um, but we'll do it here on this program. I'm not scared at all. 
He is uh, the legend, the, the man, the myth, uh, nobody nicer in the whole world. He is good people. Uh, Peter Labardius joins us. How are you? I am excellent, Rob, and I probably concur with that uh, first statement. It certainly, uh, it never got to where we were hoping it was going to get to, did it? Nope. Nope, sure didn't. And I think they were scared. Quite honestly, I thought, I think, I, I, I know why. I, personally, I know why you and I never worked on the radio and the you were never a, a regular guest for me because it would have been too easy and and I wasn't allowed to do easy things. I had to do hard things. Um, you were a gift to those who needed help and you gave such help. Um, and we lamented it and we've talked about it. And he, here we are many, many years later, uh, still wondering why. Well, quite honestly, there'd probably be sports radio stations all across Canada if they'd done it. Just saying. <clears throat> I don't know. Where are you, by the way? I kind of feel like at some point you're going to ask us to give the ransom up and that n nobody will be harmed. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody will nobody will offer up. That'll be the first yeah. thing. That, yeah, I no, may get bits is, and pieces uh, of you if I don't do it, but, you know, yeah, where are you? No, you're all good. I am uh, in our basement in Mississauga, okay. Ontario. And okay. the spot okay. that I'm in, my wife, Nancy, is a sign language interpreter. So this okay. is her area. And so I'll generally um, do uh -huh. these things either from here or upstairs in our kitchen. But she uh, doesn't want me taking up the whole house unless she is working. So she is now gotcha. up and I am down. Okay. So, yeah. and in, in all seriousness, there's no criticism of, you know, we don't rate your room or anything because in her line of work, you, she can't have this stuff, right? Like she can't have that in the background. No, she You're, can't. You, you no, need no, to be clear. Can't. All right. Correct. All right. Um, are you in the middle of anything? Are you currently, what, what are you doing? Where, what, what are you up to these days? I mean, you, I, we were going to do, oh, well, I, I wanted to do it last week, but you were busy. Um, what, right. you, what is, what is keeping you occupied? Oh, I mean, I've had probably the busiest summer, my friend that I've ever had. I mean, we used to chat about my summers weren't busy enough. Well, <laughs> I have, I have not stopped this summer. You know, I called the, the U18 national men's championship in April. A week later, I came back. I did the centennial cup. I've done the brick hockey tournament i followed that up with 27 more games at the canada cup of softball uh this past week i did the canadian u18 women's summer camp which included five games um next week i'm coming back to alberta to host the last three games of the minto cup final on hn live who have been kind enough to supply me with an incredible outlet for my passion of calling sports and, and being involved. And then after that, I'm going back to Surrey, British Columbia to do the Canadian senior men's softball championship. So that combined with a trip with my son to Pocono to take him to his first ever NASCAR race. I literally, I have, I have not stopped and I've called more games in the summer. He did almost in the entire winter. So, well, so is this, is this the culmination of the dream for you? And the reason I ask that question is, you know, you were long associated with, as being the voice of junior hockey, many Memorial cups and, and whatnot, CHL. And then, you know, you did the NHL, but 
you've always been relied upon as a, you know, a voice for, for younger athletes and for, you know, th those level of sports, um, has technology caught up to where you want it to be that now you can do this full time? I think technology is definitely caught up to where I want to be. I think I'm as fascinated though, Rob, in hoping to grow the streaming platform I'm currently mm -hmm. with. Um, and really fascinated by where it's going. I think, um, you know, when I got involved with HN Live and they've just been great to deal with and great learning, to be honest, great learning, things that yeah. we don't know until we do it. And so we now live very much in a world where there's no middle for me anymore. It's either, it's either pro sports and all the money that it takes to broadcast pro sports or even, you know, even pro sports done on the radio aren't enough anymore to do them the way that they once were. And I, and, no. and I get that in part, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I think there's a real middle ground in terms of we've kind of gotten away from what's going on in our own backyard being really important. And I still think it is. So with technology, um, and because as you know, I would just as soon broadcast 10 year olds as any other event, because yep. I've always loved yep. amateur sport and I love the path and the journey for young people. That's really my greatest passion and obviously anything that wears a maple leaf. Um, I, I just, I'm excited. I'm excited about not only doing the games the way I'm doing them, but potentially helping grow a new middle ground because I think there's a place for it. I really do. For those who are, are not familiar with the platform HN Live, I mean, we're talking about 500 plus events a year, not games, right? Like th there's a lot that that service carries on its back, correct? Well, I, I, I don't know what the exact number is um, in terms, I, I think that's probably a little high in the event neighborhood, but okay. Um, and, and I think even for HN Live, like so many other streaming services, they're continuing to just find out where the growth is and exactly where they want to go and and what matters and not what matters, but, you know, what works and what their piece is. So, right. I mean, I can't even tell you how many events or games. Um, well, so tell HN me sports Live then. does. So tell me well, sports. I mean... I mean, hockey, the whole company, when Corey Bro and Calvin Bellows founded it six years ago, HN standed for ha Hockey Now Live. It yeah. became HN Live. But, you know, while hockey is primarily the number one sport that we do at a lot of different levels, you know, also have a great relationship with Muay Thai and have done, you know, all kind, you know, badminton. I mean, Right. Baseball uh, just did the provincial ball hockey championships. So, yeah, it's it's, you know, one of my hopes and dreams with this is to create a platform in, in many ways for events to give them a professional broadcast done by high level, you know, people 
Uh, their technology yep. is incredible, to be honest. It just is what they can do without a truck, and um, mm -hmm. it's it's spectacular. So it's 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 fascinating to me, and and again, it allows me to do events and get back to doing play by play, which is my number one love. Always has been, always will be. So yep. it's been it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Micro broadcasting versus macro broadcasting. I mean, your audience is, and I'm not running at the audience, but, you know, they're very specifically tailored to the, to the, you know, the sport you are broadcasting, right? Like, you know, success does not mean a million viewers. Success. No, it doesn't. No, the, it doesn't. Right. No, it, it, to me, it's more about, especially right now, as you try to grow it, it's about serving the people that care about the product that you're and the client that you're with mm -hmm. and trying to grow it from there to see what the traction is. And I'm a big believer in this, Rob, and, and you're involved in all kinds of different projects, which you're so great at and have made such an incredible difference in the community is, you know, part of this, again, is the learning of what people want, what they don't want, what matters to them, and yep. how it is presented. And so we went from a world, here's how I try to explain it best, of there were very few options of things you can watch. Now you can watch everything. Yep. But to me, the middle ground is I think there's, you know, even when I was involved for years, as you know, with the Western Hockey League on Shaw, mm -hmm. well, that platform went away. And to me, in yep. many ways, there isn't that kind of platform anymore. Well, there is. It's you. It's HN Live. Right. Right. So, it, well, I mean, it is in part. It is in part. So now it's about tailoring to your audience yep. and, and growing it and really allowing, you know, streaming is so new that frankly, and I've learned an incredible amount, a lot of it is, let's be frank, for amateur sports, there's not a lot of money. That's the reality. No. no. I, I don't have to I don't have to tell you. Yeah. Okay. So, but in working at all different levels, which I have, including this one, I think in a lot of cases, people get into trouble because two things they're trying to hit home runs all the time sales wise when maybe you just need to hit a few singles small ball small ball it's time yep. to play small ball until yep. you grow it to a certain extent and and understand where it can and where it can't get to so for example um not that i'm in all the sales meetings but i'm in some of them mm-hmm so some of the events that we're dealing with, like they don't even realize that streaming is something that can be sold and monetized as part of their package of putting on an event. So I, I do. I, I think there's some real room for growth. It's not going to be a home run. Yep. In terms of it's never going to draw millions of people. But I can tell you this. 
The Brick Hockey Final on HN Live had mm-hmm. 13,000 people watching the final. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a good number. Oh, I wish I had 13,000 people listen to this podcast in a month. Yeah, no, it's a great number. It's a it's a great yeah. number. And you know what I'm going to ask next, because you and I have had mm-hmm. this conversation for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is 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 it healthy? Is it healthy to to put kids in that spotlight? And I know, and it's only because you know I I've kind of given up on elite sports, and and I've just said I'm going to go work with yeah, the yeah. other group. Um, and I'm not trying to pick a fight, and I'm not trying to do any of that. I I did, you know, you saying the streaming is new, the broadcasting isn't because I did the brick tournament back in 2000 and one with john short on any sport yeah. we we did the audio version of this yeah uh, not as successfully um is it is it is it is it okay are you seeing any negatives are there is there any negatives to to you know the kind of show that you're you're not putting this isn't a single camera lock off you guys do a show show no. like it's broadcast well, quality, well we do right Right, it is for sure, but it, but it's different though too, Rob. Because a lot of the stuff that we do, including the camp that I just did in St. Catharines, yep. was one camera with okay. one play-by-play person. The Centennial Cup was, frankly, we did the job of sometimes what it can take twenty and twenty-five with six people, and a lot of that had to do with the people that actually did it and who were in the roles yep. that they were in. Um, I, I fully understand your question. Um, and here's what I would say is this. So I don't personally think that young people are maybe being, I think everything you do in terms of how you show off people and how you support people needs to be for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. So I think the platform done respectfully, done by the right people who care about the kids, opportunities to help that process, I think can be very, very beneficial. Now, if it's about like in a lot of ways something that i know would upset you using the kids to make a lot of money then that's where i draw the line i really do because the one thing i can honestly say to you and you know this is the truth Mm -hmm. i really want what's best for the kids Mm -hmm. i really do no i I know that I i i know that yeah, if if you if you're tweeting about a player or if you're talking about a young person, I know where it's coming from. I have you have no there's no hidden agendas or anything like that. And I'm not worried about the kids. I'm always worried about the adults. Right? You should be worried you know, about I, the adults. Uh, right. Because right. because I, I li- as you know, yeah, go ahead. that's that's where the teaching has to come from. Mhm. But but Rob and and we haven't completely flushed this out, so it's a great topic. I think where everything in the world has probably taken off too much is what are expectations and why are kids doing what they're doing? 
And is it about their journey? Or is it about mom and dad's journey sometimes? And have we gotten away because we very much live in a world of where we can see the end destination? Yep. Are we forgetting about the path and the journey? Yes, brilliantly put. Because here's and 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 you have you have made this succinct and it's perfect. Thank you for doing that. Everybody deserves the journey, and the end isn't one thing. But no, the challenge sometimes is convincing, you know, people that, uh, you know, I I I I say this all the time. I I'm a huge Tom Ferry fan from the Aspen Institute of Sports. Tom's line: North American youth sports are built for the parents, not the kids. And or if you like, my job is not to create one NHL hockey player. My job is to create 23 beer league players. That's where I'm at. You're absolutely right. I am the worst athlete in the history of athletes, but I would not give up my journey for anything. My journey was so instrumental in who I've become. And every child deserves a journey in sport. And and that journey doesn't end, does not have to end at the same place. Right. No, it doesn't have to end at the same place. And and really, Rob, the truth of the matter is, and through kind of my own personal journey, what I've had to reevaluate in the last nine or ten years in particular is what exactly do I value? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what I value. Sports has given me everything. It's given me work ethic. And what really bothers me the most about everything that I experience, have experienced, or what I see is how do I, in my own incredibly small way, I care about learning about people to a fault with some people. Because I've never been afraid to be vulnerable. I've never been Mm -hmm. afraid to ask people questions in order to why do they do what they do and for what reason? Right. So what I want to be into is I want to get to know the kids better. And, you know, I'm doing a little bit of coaching now for a group called Hockey Helix. It's a hockey academy um, out of Medicine Hat. And I'm as concerned about helping to coach the moms and dads as I am anything else, because I think I have a real great feel of, yes, can I tell when somebody's elite and has a chance? Yeah, I can. There's no question. Mm-hmm. But it's not just about that. It's, it's getting back in our world, Rob, to team. That's what I yep. want. And it's been... It's been lost. And -hmm. it's really the number one reason that I left my job is Mm -hmm. because for the better part of nine years, did we do some great work? Yeah, we did. Did we Mm -hmm. do some great games? Yes. Did I ever feel like the three of us worked as a team? No, because I don't think the business is about teams. It's about clicks and it's about likes and it's about a popularity contest. Yep. And frankly, I'm not interested. Nope. It's not what I'm about. And it's not nope. that that's wrong. 
for anybody else. No, I and I think that, yeah, I'm just going to say, I think that's a very um, mature attitude towards it because immediately, oh, well, then you're mad. No, I'm not mad. I, no, I It's not. the same for me, Lou. You know why I got out? It wasn't for me. It, it's just, no. and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, no. I like I like it this way, but it's moving this way. You want to sit and debate the merits of the contract and contract of the backup goalie for a month on end? Have at her. And, well, and there's clicks right. for that. And that's fine. God bless. But you, I'm like you. I, or we're, we're the same guy. Like, it's it's changed. Okay, so I'm going to go do something else now. Which yeah. is what you're doing, right? Yeah, 100%. I just, at the end of the day, I I know what I love. I know what I value. Um, and I'm fascinated by two things. People and sports. And these yeah. days, yeah. I'm probably more fascinated by people than I am by sports. Do you leave the NHL as a fan of the product? Great question. I don't think I don't think I ever will feel like I'm leaving the NHL. Okay. What I will tell you is this. The NHL, like all professional sports, is massive business. And probably, to be as honest as I can, one of the frustrating things about covering the NHL is that the business doesn't always lend itself to the things that I enjoy the most. So... My favorite thing, and I've been so lucky, Rob, and I know you would say yep. the same thing, okay? Absolutely. I come I come very much in my life, the two men who had the biggest influences on me in my life, and I've thought about this a lot, were two mm -hmm. coaches. My baseball coach and yep. a coach of the Saskatoon Harmony Center women's softball team. And they were yep. both very much father figures to me and very much – people that I admired and I learned so much from. So I have valued learning from coaches, whether it be starting with Jerry James and Estevan, I have been incredibly lucky because I tell people all the time, I've been going to sports school my whole life. <laughs> and yeah, and I have, and, and I love yeah. it. And I still love going to games and I still love being at ranks. And that's why I got in it. I wanted to have a profession where I got paid to do things that I was paying to do. And nearly 40 years later, it's worked out incredibly well. But the mm -hmm. NHL is big business. And to be honest, I don't always fit. That's just the truth. Because... Yeah, no, I get, I get it. Yeah, I mean, do I... Do I think I'm more than capable of broadcasting games at any level? And well, frankly, that, that wasn't the question, though. That wasn't the question. No. Do I you like could, the you game? could do that? Are you a fan of the NHL game today? I am, but I miss passion. Okay. I I, I don't. There are not enough games for me where. There's enough passion in some ways. The skill level, Rob, is in like, listen, even at the brick tournament, 
to see what 10 year olds can do in the sport. It's like, it's silly, but I miss what I miss more than anything is I think analytics in their own way have changed everything. It's given everything and everyone a number. Yep. It's taken away from characters it's it's taken away from we are so worried about how to entertain people that in some ways i think we've stopped entertaining people yeah but I, but you said passion do you not think and again this goes back to a, you know it's a call back to a conversation we just finished a little while ago i worry that a lot of the elite players and the players that go on are professional hockey players from the time they're preteens, yeah, and that it's it, it's a it's a job. I I think of there's a there's some of those guys are they're starting to speak out a bit that you know I just didn't it was never fun right like I I I, I don't I don't want to put I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I sometimes I look at a guy like Dougie Hamilton. Does he love playing or is he just really really good? Right. Not to pick on one guy, but um, uh, you you use the word passion, and I and I just think you know even in the junior ranks, you know I, I'd see these kids come through the Hitman, and and man, I was fortunate the Mark Castellics of the world, and and you know I got to see, but I also got to see some guys that just looked like they were beat down, you know, parents, and and we've got to have a skating coach, we got to have a skills coach, we got to have a, a mental coach, and then I got a team coach, and I got, you know, I remember Brad for living and I having a. a a conversation about um, Parsons, the goalie uh, from the, was it, which draft? Tyler. Tyler. 2016. And then, yeah. thank you. He comes to camp and uh, I'm talking to True Living. He goes, you know, he's got five goalie coaches and he starts listing them off. And I'm like, I remember being 18. I, I could not have that. Like I would have shut down and mm-hmm. I worry. And it's not a hockey thing. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I saw it in basketball. You see it in soccer. I'm worried that we're forcing the the business part of this into the kid's life. That where's the fun? Where's the, you know, PK Subban said it best. Like they shouldn't play spring hockey because if you play spring hockey, when your regular season starts, it's like, okay, here we go. There needs like, you and I are the, the age that we used to count down. My God, it's the middle of August. Hockey 100%. starts in three weeks. Hockey starts in 18 days, right? Kids don't do that. Now, now it never stops. Never, ice. never stops. Well, where's the passion? Because, because again, again, what's what's really everything all about? Everything is all about, Rob, I think, and it applies everywhere. This is just my own opinion. And that is... We are so inundated with information yep. and what we see is always the best of the best. And so now we're at a point, I think more so with the young generation or parents of my age to say, if you're not going to be all in and listen, you and I are both all in people. So let's get that yeah. completely yeah. crystal yeah. clear. But you know what Absolutely. the difference is? You know what the difference is? Nobody had to tell us to be all in. We got there on our own. Yep. Yep. And and so now 
and, and I have no trouble saying this publicly or to parents. What parents don't always realize is they invest so much in their kids that I would guess people in the therapy business would tell you that they don't understand the pressure that goes hand in hand with kids in some ways trying to repay their parents for that investment. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And and so as parents, and you're one and I'm one, we always want to do what's best for our kids. But do we always have the ability when we are emotionally involved with our own kids and our own want and our own ways to really be able to assess it for what it is or what we want it to be? To be. Hardest thing in the world is to allow somebody to fail. The biggest learning tool in the world is failure. It is. Hardest thing in the world to do is allow somebody to fail. Biggest tool for learning is failure. It's hard. I've had, I, 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 it is hard. I, I say this all the time. I am a product of failure. I am a product of failure. I have failed way more than I've succeeded. And a lot of that was on the court, on the rink, whatever. And, and those kids with skill, they didn't pick it up and do the Michigan the first time, but they kept at it and they kept Mm -hmm. doing it and they get there. And I, I worry sometimes that we get, you know, and, and we'll move on from this one. Cause I, I'm, I keep dragging you back to the same place, but those damn car ride conversations, we, we know scientifically know have studies, mm-hmm. peer reviewed studies mm-hmm. that say that's the single most important conversation in an athlete's life, that one there and how that sets them up or breaks them down. But it's not it's right? not about sports, it's about life. It's about life. That's it's that's life. the part we're missing. I am a that's product of a broken home and a broken mom. And I had two messages, and I've never said this publicly, but I will say this to you. Okay. Because it in some ways it benefited me a lot and still does. Mm-hmm. The preaching to me was you can't fail and you can't be your father. And I have taken that with me and worn it my whole life. And I have finally gotten to the point where I am not my job. It, It is not making me successful whether I reach certain work goals. What makes me successful is that I am me and I'm comfortable in being me and learning what value is. And we have lived and worked in a business that frankly, in a lot of ways, couldn't be worse for someone like me because you are always validated in some way by what other people think. 100%. And that gets all of us down the road. And you don't play games. And you don't play games. No. And you don't don't play games. And it's a business in which games are played, not by everybody, but enough time at enough levels that if you're not somebody's boy, if you're not somebody's pick, if you don't have somebody's name attached to you, you have no value. Am I wrong? No, you're not. You're not. But the one thing I will say that I think 
when things don't go as well for us as we think they can, that I've learned is how much ownership do you take and how much energy do we spend being upset because others achieve certain things that maybe we wanted to and we think that we are more deserving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That That yeah. is, I have spent a lot of energy at times and I know people have assessed even me going, what the hell is he doing that job? His sound is kind of funny. You know, he's really not for me or I work harder or I do it different. That's how the world, like when, yeah. when as a society, we get a little better at not being governed by what everybody else thinks and yeah. really look internally about what matters. Yeah. And the only reason I say it is because it's not just about sports. Ah, uh, but it is at times. And that's the danger, right? Right. That's the danger. Are you happy today? Am I happy today? Are you happy today? I'm I'm way happier than I've been in a long time. I wouldn't change it. Wouldn't go back. Wouldn't, you know, I neither all would those I. sort of things. It it is what it is. It's the human experience. It's the journey. It's fun. We were just talking about the journey. I but know. It's the journey. And and, and the reason I ask and the reason I ask you if you like the NHL right now, I don't. Now, I'm, I'm not, it's not my, it doesn't feel like my game anymore. It feels no. different. And and it, to me, it's it's the passion part. It's the delicate genius part. That 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 shit drives me nuts. Sorry, Ty. I'm sorry, Ty. I know. Apologize. Ty doesn't like it when I swear on the podcast. So, um, from one of my superheroes players. So, got to take care of your boys, right? Um, yes, you do. But it's to me like it. I'm just tired of the. I just want to. It's not fighting. It's not any of that. Um, what is it? Like last. I, it just feels corporate and, and that, and that sounds bad because what is corporate, but it just feels corporate. I, I lost my fricking mind when they took away the, uh, warm up jerseys because it's, it's such a bullshit piece. Like it, you're scared. It was about one thing and one thing only that they weren't prepared to stand up for. And you, you stand for something or you stand for nothing. And, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired of watching good people get run through the mill. I'm tired of, well, his PDO is this. And, you know, he, yeah, but have you ever sat down and talked to the guy? Like, I don't feel like in this day and age, we know these players. And I don't think they want to let us know these themselves because they I, don't. I think they see, they see the damage that can be done. Right. It just, right. It, it, it just doesn't feel happy to me anymore, Lou. It just it doesn't feel happy. like it's happy. It, Does that it, make it sense? It doesn't happen. Yeah, of course it makes sense. As usual, you put it out brilliantly. It because again, I think it's twofold, Rob. I think it's it's not for what we value. Mm -hmm. So so again, when it's not what we personally value, then the game changes. Yeah. And and so now really life with our phones is about this giant cesspool of information 
with the inability as humans to deal with all the infrastructure. So it's a world, first of all, where A, you have to have a really thick skin to survive to begin with. But now mm-hmm. you used to be kind of in a snowball fight with people that you could fight with. Now, if you're in pro sports, now you're out there for everybody to throw stones at. Yeah. But, but here's where it could change. It's awareness. And so the only way we get to understand who is actually there to help or understand or throw rocks for their own benefit is by getting to know people. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, I'll tell you what I don't like about the NHL. There is such a division between the players and management and a lot of people and the people who cover or watch or pay for the sport. Again, there's no middle. No, no. And you know what? The media in many ways has done it to itself because we don't have a standard anymore. No, but we were, we were, we were eroded from the inside. We were eroded from the inside. You know, we, we were, you know, we went, you can't have two companies owning everything. You can't, No. you can't have everything driven. And we're going to talk about a guy who who left us last night. Oh, let's do that right now. Because I think this is probably the best illustration of it. Um, Just want to recognize that we lost one of the all time greats. Uh, Rick Jenneret passing away uh, last night at the age of 81. Uh, voice of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, I I have met Rick, but I don't know Rick. I I, I don't want to profess that. I know you would have run across. Yep. Yeah. Um, but a huge fan of him. And Lou, you know, I, I, I go, man, there's another one gone. Right? There's an, like, let's get mm-hmm. Peter Marr and wrap him in bubble wrap. Let's get you know, Mike Lang and wrap them in bubble wrap. Let's get Bob Cole, wrap them in bubble wrap. Um, and it goes back to what we were talking about. You know, do I like broadcasters today? Not really, but it's not their fault. It's what the machine makes them do. Rick Jenneret, I every Christmas I play that montage of the 12 days of Christmas with his calls just because you cannot listen to it and not smile. I don't, I, I, I don't care. You can't. And, and no. And it was when the broadcast was allowed to be entertaining, when the broadcaster was allowed to be a personality. And, you know, the Stephen A. Smiths now are allowed to be personalities, but I don't really believe the broadcasters are allowed. And and I'm not even sure it's so much the companies as it is the public. Like, I watch the amount that Joe Buck gets smacked down by people on Twitter and stuff like that. There's no joy in that. There was a joy in the way... This, the golden era of broadcasters went about their business. There just was. And and you probably had a better connection to it than I did. I came a little late to the game. But in this province, to have Peter Marr and Rod Phillips as the voices of the teams. And yes, now we have to refer to them as the radio voices of the team. But they were the voices of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. That was magical. That was, that's where yeah, the passion was. came from. And, and I just think nowadays with, you know, two telecoms owning everything that are more worried about 
um, their profit margins. They're not worried about the quality of the product. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've seen it. Uh, you, you know, a lot of kids now are thrown in the deep end and, you know, well, what's wrong with him? Why, why can't she do this? And, and that sort of thing. Um, the Rick Jennerettes, the Peter Mars, the Rod Phillipses of the world, you know, that's, that's unfortunately my, my bread and butter and, it, and it, it's not going to be that way anymore. So kind of like we said before, okay, I guess. So I'll go do something else now. That's how I feel. Well, well, first of all, um, what made those individuals great was first of all, people who did those jobs were seen and viewed differently. So I would, Completely. I would start there. Okay. Yep. Yep. And especially by people who were in the business themselves trying mm -hmm. to get to those places. I wouldn't, I would tell you this. I'm not sure I'd say this about Peter, but I would say this about Rick. If Rick was debuting in the year 2023, I don't ever see him having an opportunity to do what he did. Not a chance. Because Mike Lang, not a chance. No, because what have humans shown us? Being great comes from being memorable and being different. We don't want different. And no. one of the reasons we don't want different is because, I'll, I'll just say this, bosses don't have the courage to get behind different. We don't because, have leaders, we have managers. Because, because you're going to have to take some bumps. You're yep. going to have to take some heat in yep. order to allow people who are different, because anybody who has a chance to be different is going to piss people off along the way. That's absolutely that, that is just the way it is. But it's also yep. why, and and the other thing is too. Okay, here's to me what's different, Rob, and I really believe this. Okay, I think in our business, yes, have there been greats? Yes, did they do it a little different? They did, but they were also on a stage long enough to either be heard or watched where people could get to know them and appreciate them and be comfortable with them and connect mm -hmm. with them. Right. I think a lot of times there are all kinds of great play-by-play -play broadcasters in this country that people yep. are never going to get to hear who have been owning their craft in junior hockey or other levels of hockey, yep. but, but no one ever came along and put the. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. ...them on a stage and stayed with them long enough to be great. Because it's now easier to either fit the mandate or more importantly, you're going to have to actually go to bat for somebody you believe in. Mm-hmm. So we live in a world of self-preservation. That's where yep. we are today. Well, we again, I say it all the time. We, you got to have courage. We have, man- we have managers. We don't have leaders. Leaders don't tell you what you want to hear. Leaders tell you what you need to hear. Managers tell, yeah. you, tell you what you want to hear. And we, we right. have too many managers. We have too many managers in sport. We have too many managers in broadcasting. Look, this, what we, it's funny. Jack and I were having this conversation before. This is the future. I mean, the, the, the Rick Jennerettes, the Mike Langs are going to find themselves on this platform. Right. And then people mm-hmm. are going to migrate to them. And, 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 and that's fantastic. And that's great, but I'm too tired to, to start over again. Right. I'll do what I do yeah. and, and young kids will yeah, pass me, me and that's cool. That's okay. Me too. But if I'm talking to the nation network, if I'm talking to the flames nation or Oilers nation people, I'm like, don't please, please don't copy what they did. Don't copy what Rogers does. Don't copy what Bell does. Don't copy what radio did. Don't copy what TV did. Like find your own, find, you know, and that's what worries me is, uh, you know, my biggest, my biggest swear word in in life right now is institutionalism. I think we are, we are ground to death by institutionalism. And I think the media is full of institutionalism. I think, uh, you know, again, it comes back to managers versus leaders. Nobody wants a leader anymore because a leader might tell you something you don't want to hear. Right. Boy, we sound like old men yelling at clouds, don't we? You kids, get off my lawn. But it, in fairness, it's you and I are the, you know, you're the only guy I can have this conversation with. Probably. And right? you're, you're one of the only people I can have this conversation with. Because what I've also come to learn in the last 10 years is even when you know better, leadership is about how do we reach people? And I, and I think it's very difficult now with generation gaps to reach younger people. So when, when you try to help, in a lot of cases, I think you're looked at as the asshole. Sorry, mm-hmm. Ty, about the no, Ty, it's just okay. a bad day. What can I and, say? And, and so in all our lives, because nobody likes to be criticized, nobody mm-hmm. likes to look within in a lot of cases, but I actually have always valued people the most, maybe too much, who haven't been afraid to tell me what they think. Mm-hmm. I don't always have to like it, I just need to feel like I know where it's coming from and that there's a reason why it's happening. But you're the only guy I've ever run to in the, ran into in the business that would do that. You're the only guy that would ever come up to me and tell, tell, tell me what you really think. 
no, no, don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what you were the only guy that ever did that. And vice versa. In terms of the broadcast, in terms of the broadcasters, I know. I know. Oh, I know. No, I, it's different. It's not bad. It's not worse. It's different. No, and, no. Right? It's, it's just different. And that's why, you know, when I said, do I like the NHL today? No. I, but I still watch and I, I still want it to do good. And I have friends. Okay. Speaking of friends, how's Connie going to mm-hmm. do? How's Craig going to do? Because he's, to me, he's the shining light in this. He's the, uh, I believe listen. in him. I, I think, I think the greatest thing about Craig Conroy is Craig has an incredibly infectious way about him. But I also know this, like right now he's been dealing with two fire hoses all summer. He's had a lot Mm -hmm. coming at him. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I actually like the fact that he's taking his time. Mm Mm-hmm. Building a team, mm-hmm. truly valuing what he thinks matters. Yep. But in professional sports, a lot of good people trying to do good things never quite get the time to finish the job because people above them who have different priorities. And I understand why the priorities are the priorities. It's it's marrying that all together. So if I've learned anything over almost four decades of being around sports and my whole life is that until ownership management and coaches can actually all get in a room and be philosophically the same in terms of where they're trying to get to and why they don't all have to see it the same way. In fact, it's no good if they do, but that's where greatness comes from is the ability to believe in people, let them do their job. And again, understand they're not going to do it all right. They're going to mm-hmm. make mistakes, mm-hmm. but, but we're so ready in this day and age to throw people out with the bathwater over one trade or one bad move or one bad situation. But again, look at the system, Rob. How many moves get made in the NHL by even some great GMs? Because the heat from outside of the kitchen is too much. More than we were willing of to accept. Of course, more. They won't admit it. It's true. No, I th- this was the first summer that I remember Murray Edwards' name being written in the copy. I right. think it's been whispered before, but I think this was the first year that reporters started including Murray and you know, and, and including him in the columns and recognizing that he has a voice in this. He owns the team. He calls the shot. Whether you like it or not, that's the reality of it. We all have bosses. It's We all have, you know, or we work for businesses that have owners, right? I get that part, but you're absolutely right. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i chuckling when you're saying that you're okay with him taking his time. I, I just, you know, the amount of criticism, well, he didn't make a trade on the first day of the draft. And, oh, you know, and, and, and one day you and I can do a whole show on uh, uh, grading drafts or grading trades before anybody's ever played. 
Like it's, it's, we, we're in such a hurry for information and we, we want, you know, we want something to glom onto. Um, I'm too close to it. I am way too close to it. Cause I, uh, you know, I, I love the guy. He's a friend of mine. Um, I, I think he's going to be brilliant. I, I, I want him to be brilliant. I do too. Uh, the one thing is the, the only thing I say about Craig Conroy is dog's got some bite. Don't, I know. What's oh his name? yes. Right. I think one of the, uh, um, Scott Burnside or LeBron kind of referred to him as Ted Lasso. He's got some bite. Like, don't, that's the one thing that I think people have got to understand about Craig. You know what? I'm, I'm saying exactly the same thing about what I'm hearing about the new head coach too. People yeah. don't, people don't think he has bite. You're kidding yourself. Yeah. I've known Ryan, Ryan Huska forever. And, yeah. and I see a real synergy and a real chance for a great partnership between those two guys in terms of yeah. who they are, what they value. They're, they're two, and I'm not just saying this, they're fine people. And, they are. And, and, and they are not afraid. And they're professional. And in every one of my dealings with both of them, they both have this ability. To me, great leaders are people who can give you shit without making you feel like it. And yep. I think they both have that quality. And the reason is, to be a good leader, you have to care probably more about who you're leading than yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. they both have that quality. And I think that's what gets in the way, frankly, for all of us at times, because mm -hmm. we want what we want and we want people to see it and experience it and feel it and understand it. No, yeah. I got to learn about you before I can help you. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm going to take a hard right turn right now okay. uh, to talk about one of your other passions, which is this country. Um, yeah. I'm not sure that anybody has done better investigative journalism in, in sports than Rick Westhead has of the last couple of years. He's been at the front of a lot. And another story today involving our men's national soccer team and another confrontation between them and the, and, and soccer Canada. Um, you can give me the 30,000 foot view. You can give me the team view. Uh, th this was supposed to be for guys like you and, and lesser sent for me because nobody kind of wears their heart and their country on their sleeve like you, but world cup. And we're finally back there since 86 women are coming off an Olympic gold. Um, mm -hmm. this soccer story has been hard to take. It really, really has. It, it just felt like forever before we were a going concern and now we're a going concern and it sure feels like we're cutting our own knees out from underneath them. I can sum it up, Rob, in a lot of cases in two words, pride, ego, prevalent everywhere. And we, this sport in our country, whether he does it all right or whether he doesn't, 
no human has probably had a greater impact than the growth of soccer or football, if you will, than John Herdman. Agreed. John Herdman put the women's program on the map, which, by the way, has carried this country, if anybody bothered to take notice, since Agreed. the breakout moment, which was 2001 at the World Under-19 Championships, which was when Canada, that was the first thing that started to turn it around. Yep. So John grew that program. And how does John do what he does from everybody I've talked to about John? He reaches people. Yep. He gets the most out of people. And then what happened when he took over the men's program? He reached people. He convinced people that were constantly playing for other countries due to heritage that this was a good place to be. And then what happened? Well, what happened was what happens a lot is decision makers or bosses probably without knowing the whole story didn't like that they weren't the smartest guy in the room yep and so instead of empowering and truly understanding who was making the difference and who makes the difference well john made the difference but the athletes make the difference yeah. They win the games. They're Christine Sinclair, Alfonso Davies, all of it. Steve Nash. That's how we grow it. Mm -hmm. And so the people who help grow it can't be cut off at the knees because it hurts somebody's business feelings which to almost wrap around your entire conversation, I will yep. go to my grave caring about sports in a way that whether I talk about it, I don't profess to know anymore. I did it one time. Every stat, every this, every... Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the guy that reads a graph. But I know this. Tell me about all the X's and O's you want about life. Life is about connecting with people. And it's about being able to get the hell out of the way and understand when somebody might be offering you something that you should learn from rather than put your feet in the ground so you have to be the smartest man or the smartest woman in a room. That's what I think happened at Soccer Canada. And, and by the time they were done... Our women's team was so dysfunctional, they didn't know whether to poop or wind their watch at the World Cup. No, I, I, to me, it's the team that we didn't know. We don't know. We'll never know. That, no. That team had so many distractions. It had distract oh. the potential strike and everything like that. Injuries, um, distractions. Yeah. And I, I, you, know what's, you know what's awesome about that group of women? is sometimes in life, and Rob, you live this way, which is why I mm -hmm. think so highly of you, is that sometimes we have to live for things that are bigger than just us. Mm -hmm. And those women cared enough about the women to come next yep. that they probably sacrificed a good result 
understanding that the only way to grow the women's game is to make sure that the best people doing it are appreciated. 50 years from now, if we're still using coins, that Olympic gold medal team should be on a coin. Yes. For exactly oh. that. For exactly oh. that. For exactly that. Right? Yeah. For exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. What's your... I am waiting with great interest to see the new leadership at Hockey Canada. You've done some events. What's what's your sense around that organization? That, that's been a big scandal. It's been a big black eye. It's yeah. been a a real sore spot for a lot of people, uh, sponsors, all of those sort of things. What are you feeling? What are you hearing from people in that organization in terms of moving forward? Well, it's going through massive change. You know, it has a new, it has a new Catherine Henderson coming out of Canadian curling. Mm -hmm. Um, Rob, this one's a really hard one for me. Because mm -hmm. again, we make a lot of we make a lot of um, assessments about people without knowing people. Yep. And can things always be done better? Yeah, they can. Um, do certain way of business need to be changed? They do. But I'm a big believer in one statement now more than ever, and that is this. Just because you have been wronged doesn't give you immunity. Mm -hmm. And what I want for my country and for that organization is to take what they've gone through, what they've learned, and be better. Mm -hmm. And and but but mm -hmm. it's not about payback. It's about learning. Yes. It, and I would only challenge, I wouldn't say I'm challenging you, but I would say that their biggest job right now is to figure out who and what they are because they lost their way. They're supposed to lead the game, Lou. They weren't leading the game. They were chasing medals and sponsorship. I, I, don't, I don't completely disagree with that. Except yeah. here's what I'm going to tell you yep. as a realist. Yep. What, where do people, what do people in the country really care about? Medals? Do you, how, how, how well do you think it's going to go if we lose six world juniors in a row? Uh, if we're developing the best all-round players on mass in the women's, the men's, and the para game, could care less. But I know the I know the point you're making. They'll take heat, they'll take criticism, and all those sort of things. But that's my point: is what what what's wagging the tail here? Is it the dog or the tail? Is it the tail wagging the dog or the dog wagging the tail? Lou, my superheroes well, kids are not, but my superheroes kids are not recognized by Hockey Canada. So if we want to play a friendly game against an association team, we have to get a special discompensation to play them. So Hockey Canada says, well, you know, special hockey, that's that's not for us. Yet I listened to 
Tom and everybody else talk about having to increase the numbers, improve the numbers. Either you're the stewards for the game or you're not. Just because a group of people doesn't pay insurance or doesn't pay into your pot of money, that, that should have no bearing on it. And that's my problem with Hockey Canada. My problem with Hockey Canada is, are you the stewards of the game or are you the stewards of TSN's contract? I'm sorry. That's how blunt I am going to be about this. And I love a lot of people there. I love... You know, I know Cassie Campbell Pascal is on the board and there's all kinds of people that, you know, I have all kinds of time for, but I'm sorry, this scandal to me broke down to what were you, what's the most important priority here? Is it leading the game or is it making money off the game? Well, and you know what? I don't disagree. Hmm. And I would go as far as this. That's what I mean by the learning. Yeah. Because it, it, how we are all affected by this game and have priorities about this game for different types of reasons. Sure. Okay. One of my greatest concerns is a, I don't like that story. I don't like a lot of stories. I don't mm -hmm. like the fact that there's renegade leagues popping up all over the place. Agreed. Be okay. So where you and I are in complete agreement is this. My biggest fear for the sport of hockey is one thing. We do not have a large enough country with enough population and a diversifying population to not kind of do things a little bit different in order to be successful, not just in wins and losses, but as right. you said, being the true leader. Yep. But there are a lot of forces working in our country against one another in order to try to prove that their way is the best way. Oh, ab absolutely. So, ab so, absolutely. So, like a lot of things, and I'm only going to use junior hockey as an example because sure. it's a big, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a big part yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, either you have to be junior A or major junior. We need to fix it. Mm -hmm. I think we need to find more of a tiered system. Mm hmm. That also includes marketplaces, mm -hmm. money, what marketplaces are capable of. And I'll tell you what pisses me off. Why do we care so little in some ways about university sports in this country? So you can tell me all you want about scholarships and all this. Why do I care about making hockey better? at Notre Dame or Michigan than I do at the U of Calgary. I've never understood it. So, so I've let's, never gotten like, it. So now I'm now, this is where I get hot. Yeah. This is where I get hot. So, yeah. so if we, and it matters to me, I have no trouble telling you that we're not very good at a lot of sports. And I don't like the fact, but you also know I put my money where my mouth is. Oh, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. I, That's I, why I, you're here. I want us to be better at a lot of things. But at yeah. the end of the day, 
in a lot of cases, we don't care enough as a country. Mm -hmm. Sorry, we don't. Mm -hmm. And then in other cases, we fake care. Yes, which is worse. We fake care. Which is worse. Okay. Which is worse. Yep. So, so at some point, we have got to make the game more affordable. We've got to tier it in a way that our own leagues aren't fighting against one another because this league isn't well coached enough. This isn't this. This isn't this. The heads over there at Hockey Canada, you also can't lead people who aren't interested in being led. Correct. Okay? So, again, think, think what you want about the BCHL, and I'm not picking on them. All right? I'll pick on them. I'll pick on them. Okay, well, I'll pick on them, too. And here's why I'll pick on them. If if you are a junior A hockey player in this country, and it's not just because it's Canada, I just know from talking mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. So you play in that league, now you can't play in the World Junior A Challenge. It might be your mm-hmm. only country, only time, Rob, to ever represent your country. Yep. So, and and what are you really mad at in the BACHL is because you can't run the league exactly the way you want. The way you want to. You the way you want right. to. And, so and sorry. Then... So right. so this is the last point I'll make on this. Okay. Yep. So I've now spent a lot of time around junior A circles after the Centennial Cup. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty much a major junior guy by experience, but I love all levels of hockey. But but here it is. Don't tell me in the BCHL that it's about about showing up hockey Canada or we don't have the same rules. Really? When you have seven or eight Americans on every single one of your teams? Yeah. But you're mad that you can't have guys jump across the country the way that you want. That's right. That's right. You can't bring them out salmon fishing to recruit them. You can't bring them and their dad out to salmon fish to recruit. Oh, by the way, though, it's okay because the CHL, the number one supplier to the to Hockey Canada, decided to go and, you know, solve one of their problems with one of the BCHL teams. So when it involves money, we can make it work. Right? Listen, if you have if you have the answer in the world for when that has ever not been the case, oh, it will never I, not be the case. No, but it needs to be brought up, Lou. It needs to be talked yeah, it about. Does. It, it needs to be and and I'm and 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 um can Carla McLeod coach men? Carla McLeod could coach anyone that she wants. Could she coach in the NHL? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I don't think Oh, much can to can say I just that. say can I just say this? Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah. I spent a half an hour with Gina Kingsbury. Yeah, I saw you tweeted that. Yeah. In in St. Catharines. Okay. And yep. I and I have goosebumps on my arms <laughs> thinking about that half an hour conversation. Because in that ha- half an hour conversation, what I learned about why our women's program has taken a giant jump. When somebody looks at you and tells you a couple of stories and says that she has a three-year-old daughter and hopes at some point she gets cut from a team. 
what she has brought to Hockey Canada on the women's side, she said there was too much being worried when they played as a team, including herself, about failing. Mm-hmm. She wanted to, it to be about more fun, connecting with people, and getting the most out of people Yep. by being collaborative and seeing the value in team. Well, if that person is going to be someone who is going to be continually instrumental in how hockey is run in our country, you can sign me up right this second. Because I think the more that becomes the focus, not only will it attract more people to play it at all levels, all genders, I think your results are better too. I agree. And and I would hope that at some point we'll get back to barnstorming. And I'd like to see that team be it. I'd like to see that. I think it would do the world, uh, the world not a world of good, the world good to have our teams barnstorm with the European teams through small town Canada so that she can spread that message. So those players can, I, I can stop this program. We could talk about Emily Clark right now and the work that Emily Clark has done with one of our young superheroes players and what the difference that has made in Naya's life. And, and it's not just one of Sarah nurse does the same thing on and on and on and on it goes. I hope that somebody gets it through their thick skull that barnstorming needs to come back that we need to take these young women, these mentors, these role models, and take them out into small-town Canada and show them off and help help grow the game around the world. Why do I right? love women's sports? That's why. Exactly. Because they, don't, like- have, they don't have all the money and they don't have all no. the stardom. So you, you, take, right. you take it from there. Before we go... Mm-hmm. One of the great joys in my life has watched has been watching you and your son. Tell me a little yeah. bit about um, the things that you've been able to do and and what he has become. Because uh, I remember a nervous dad. I remember a dad oh. that had a lot of questions and stuff like that. And now I'm watching just some magnificent stuff. Well, listen. Um... Being the dad of somebody who got divorced and didn't want to repeat the same patterns, but did, it's been the hardest learning experience of my life. And uh, it's brought a lot of guilt. Um, It was something I thought that was going to come a lot easier to me than it has. But the greatest learning, Rob, has been that... All I can do is my best. And while we all, when we have children, hope for certain things or certain bonds, the best thing I can do is to teach him, be there for him. And while I don't get to see him each and every day because of divorce and living in different places, quality time, and I believe in one thing, creating memories because that to me those never go away and i've had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. self-admittedly that being a dad is not about 
Peter's journey. It's about Kale's. And it's about my stepdaughter, Hannah's. Mm -hmm. And I am here to help, support, guide, understand, and take the stuff I have learned that, frankly, I didn't always feel supported the way I wanted to be and hope that I can be just a little bit better at it each and every day. Well, I love seeing, you know, the posts of you and Kale at Pocono or you and Kale playing Mario Kart or whatever. Um, it, it, I just know how much it, it was a, not a struggle for you, but I know you, you no, were, it was a struggle. Been, yeah. Okay. And, and, and I, I know, I know it. I, and, and I just, I love it. I just think it's fantastic. And uh, he's awesome. Um, he is, he really is. And it's amazing. It is amazing. My friend, I could do this forever. You know that we'll have to do it again. Yep. Uh, where are we going to see you next? Are you going to get your podcast going again? What's the deal here? Let's, let's just say by the end of the month, I hope to have some more questions answered. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, then that just gives us another excuse to bring you back on. Uh, okay. Be well. Uh, you too, Paul. Stay well. Thanks for having me. And you know, I, you know, I love you. Uh, and, I miss you, and I can't wait to see you again. All right. Thanks, Pete. Okay. Okay. Bye now. Peter Labardius, the one, the only Peter Labardius. Um, I love that man. Um, he brings it. It's those are the conversations. He's one of one of the few guys I would say that that could have been on the air, that could have been off the air. Those just we never ever had what's uh, how you you know you like the sun is the sun good we never had those conversations we uh we always we always got deep and and hey it's a little insight you don't have to agree with it uh you know but that's who we are and i love that man absolutely love that man of course brought to you by ski seller snowboard ski seller snowboard.com 76 years in calgary four locations will be opening up right around uh, the end of the month or so, we'll let you know exactly when it happens. Skisellersnowboard.com. Uh, my initial concern, Jack, was that uh, we were having the same guest on twice in the same week. Uh, was it the same conversation that Boomer had? No, not at uh, all. There you go. Good enough. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, final mile today. Uh, kind of brought it up in the conversation. Um, just leaders and leadership, uh, you know, full disclosure, uh, I work with some very uh, cool clients, the Calgary Surge, who uh, finished second in CEBL this past uh, Sunday and uh, working on the community side, uh, working with my dear friend, uh, Steve Messler, Classroom Champions. You see, oh, I guess I got to go this way. There you go. Classroom Champions, working on a project with them. First Nations Health Consortium, which uh, I guess is over there you go. Um, and working with them on some really cool stuff with NHL Street and Curling Canada. Um, but I do want to mention one, which is Parachutes for Pets. A couple of weeks ago, we did our big volunteer show and uh, we uh, we talked about uh, with Melissa, who's in that picture right there. Um, that right there, folks, is the command center for a three front war that's being fought uh, when it comes to the animal human bond pets for uh, people in Calgary uh, earlier this week. The Humane Society closed their doors. They were overwhelmed. The city closed their doors. They were overwhelmed. 
Uh, Parachutes remains the only uh, organization or one of the few organizations, I should say, not the only, but one of the few organizations that is currently trying to keep pets safe and keeping them out of being put down, uh, getting the care they need. Um, but then the yellow knife, yellow knife fire happened and the evacuation happened and they're evacuating um, people from Yellowknife to Alberta, Calgary. And Parachutes for Pets has become the only organization right now in Calgary area that's working with pets. Um, that is a picture right there of four pallets worth of uh, dog food that was sent yesterday up to Red Deer to a evacuation center there. Um, just found out today that um, the West Kelowna fires, uh, we are rerouting uh, 33 pallets of dog and cat food out there. But we're also going to uh, get some pets uh, who have been injured in the fires, they're coming to Calgary to get vet care. Um, I cannot say enough about Melissa David, who started Parachutes for Pets, who's the executive director of Parachutes for Pets, and who's going on, I believe, 50 hours now without sleep. Um, there's a lot of, you know, it's funny, this process, where the Pet Advocacy Center, which is over in Chinook, is supposed to open on September 16th. For all intents and purposes, it's open now. I would love... And at some point, me will sit down here and do a show and tell you exactly what I learned in this process. But the pet sector is an interesting sector, not unlike some of the conversations we just had with Lou in sports. Um, a lot of institutionalism, a lot of people who want to look down their nose and lecture you and tell you you're you're doing the wrong thing or whatever. But I can tell you right now, there's a whole bunch of people that should be ashamed of themselves because they're sitting on the outside looking in right now. Um, it's about pivoting. It's about helping. And I cannot begin to thank Calgarians enough. I have seen it over and over and over again. Small donations, big donations. Can I take a cat? Can I foster a dog? Can you use this? Can you use that? I started this podcast back in February by challenging the city and saying, do we have any dreamers? Do we have people who will lead? We had that conversation with Lou. We have managers. Do we have leaders? Yes, we have leaders. Melissa David is one of those leaders. I cannot believe what she is doing. And I keep trying to ask her really important questions and keep saying, you know, you got to take a break. You got to take a break. Her life is pets and their owners. They're pets and their human bond. And particularly people who fall in the social safety net and who fall through the social safety net. And trust me, folks, I'm not, it's a sports podcast. I am directly connected. I, I'm a, I work, this is one of my clients with Parachutes for Pets. But I think some of you know me and you know sometimes I got to say my piece. And my piece right now is it's what we're watching is pretty incredible. It's all about Calgary. If you can help, great. If you've helped, thank you. If you can't, just keep us in your thoughts and your prayers. It's going to be a long weekend. Um, God bless the people who are displaced in, in, in Yellowknife, 20,000 people. God bless the people in Kelowna who are going through this. But if you can, find a little space in your heart to bless the people in Calgary, the houseless. And, you know, we had a situation yesterday with a, a senior who was stuck on with her cat on a park bench for eight hours, never got any help. Um, and then we found her and we got her the help. Um, so congratulations to Melissa and everybody, Parachutes for Pets. Thanks to Jack for doing an outstanding job of producing. Thanks to Pete. Thanks to you. Monday, we're going to have a show. We'll figure something out. And then next Friday, Danny Austin's in. Live from 55 is also up right now. Don't 
Don't forget the Stamps taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Have a great weekend, everybody.